Thank you, Kimpa. Um, so for yourself, who's a Tibetan Buddhist master, um, you know, spreading Tibetan culture and religion in a predominantly Chinese-speaking world, what kind of challenges do you face inside China when it comes to Tibetan culture and Tibetan Buddhism? Yo Yes, um, in terms of uh, if it's a group, uh, or regardless of being a group or individual, uh, you come to face challenges, uh, uh, different challenges, uh, and uh, these challenges, you know, when I mean I myself when I go and teach, um, I prepare uh, four challenges ahead, uh, and I have a task in hand, uh, and I put. Uh, my effort, full effort, uh, implementing this task uh, and making sure I put that into practice. Uh, and sometimes I face challenges, but this not necessarily uh, uh, upsets me or disrupts me. Um, so what I do is that before I go ahead and take, uh, uh, so commit myself to an undertaking, uh, I sort of uh, prepare for it from a positive angle. But always, also, uh, also plan for the obstacles that that lay ahead. Gaiti Chorchin 
if we look at if there's this question of uh, should we translate uh, dharmic teachings in the written form into other languages or not and then the question of also the question arises that should we actually orally translate uh, this dharmic teachings or not uh, so a great complex uh, rises a huge complex of translation question rises and the translation of course is a, uh, vital. Um, but the second thing is that there is a definite danger and it does cause, makes me uh, sort of anxious, is that inside Tibet uh, as well as uh, Tibetans uh, in the West and more liberal environment, uh, they both tend to be using more and more, even in their spoken language, using other foreign language or, or, or their sort of adoptive uh, the, the, the language of the adoptive uh, country. Um, so inside Tibet, there's more and more Chinese are being used in, in the vocabulary. Uh, outside, more English and other languages are being used. And then there is this danger also that Tibetans themselves uh, do not understand or the message of their Dharmic teaching through their own language. So they need to get this through other languages. Yes, that is a challenge. Uh, but through also through the other language, they do not also get it because the other language translation, the standard trans standard of translation, may not be good enough. So in that sense, 
um, something is being lost, literally being lost in translation. The message, the direct message is being lost. And so this is a serious uh, challenge. And if we look at some of the books and scriptures that sometimes monks and lamas and Tibetans say, oh, this shouldn't be translated. This is sealed. It's secret. And so secretly hidden away, sealed, some texts are buried, sort of hidden away uh, in monastic chapels and uh, in recesses. And so if this kind of texts maybe a thief or somebody steals it and might end up in a, in a museum or somewhere, but it's not translated, so the message is lost. Uh, so yes, that is a, a big challenge. Uh, we are just going to have one very short last question and then I think that will bring uh, tonight's uh, teaching to a conclusion. Thank you very much, Kampo, for your time and your patience. Uh, my question is, uh, uh, would you please explain to me, like explain to us, what's a, what is the difference between compassion and Buddha nature? And also, I have another like question. I hope you can answer in a very brief way, which is like uh, uh, the uh, uh, for the in terms of in terms of reincarnation. Uh, how do you actually approach to the Western audience about this, like a completely different ideas? I know it's we talk about it in a kind of like a relative truth in Tibetan Buddhism. Thank you very much. <laughs> ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
Tene <coughs> Um, uh, in terms of death and rebirth, uh, which is mostly dealt uh, in uh, Bardo Tudul, uh, the um, uh, what the Bardo through hearing, which is the Tibetan Book of Dead, which I, this morning I, I had the opportunity to see and was translated into English in 1919, is it? Uh, yeah. And in 1927, I think it was published. And in there, it has got... Uh, detailed explanations of death uh, uh, and detailed explanations of the wanderings and roaming in the stage of Bardo uh, towards the conception uh, and also from different perspectives of religious traditions it's explained in a detailed way. So today I do not have time to go details about go into detail about this sort of descriptive passages. Um, uh, of Bardo Tudo, the Book of the Dead. Uh, but if you would like to find more about it, then I could introduce you to, to some of my works and to texts that elaborate on this. Thank you, everybody, for coming this evening. Thank you, Kempo, very much. Thank you.